Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. It is a true blessing to be able to connect with the top minds and strength each and every week and share stories, insights, and experiences on becoming stronger in every area of our lives. And now I want to do more for you. I want to invite you to join the exclusive private Facebook group of The Strength Connection. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. This group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength in their lives, and it's the perfect space to explore ideas and share your journey. You'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. Just go to the Facebook groups, type in the Strength Connection, and you'll be accepted immediately. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the inside. All right, let's do it. Leslie, what's up? It's so good to see you. Thanks for taking time. Thank you so much. I feel really honored that you asked me to come on here. <laughs> oh, no way. Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, the honor's all mine. I really appreciate you taking the time. I got a chance to actually hang out with you in person. We spent a whole weekend together recently in Arizona at our retreat. Um, it was an absolute blast. I know. So I wasn't sure if you were going to come on because I know you have a thing with New York or so. <laughs> so funny. I was <laughs> this morning, I was thinking about our conversation and I thought, oh my gosh, if I would have known he was from New York from the beginning, I don't know if I would have like asked him for a ride because he would have said no. Um, so I, I'm glad I just did. And I had no idea. Now, now I know that you're, you're all right. You know? Oh uh, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. There were some more choice words in there. There was a couple <laughs> F-bombs that were dropped at the same yeah. time of like, I thought you were going to tell me to go fuck myself. I was like, yeah, yeah come on. I was. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we're, I said, New York is much different than just the city, you know, from there, which I am in upstate. But again, I thought we had a a great time over there. It was a blast to learn about you, learn about your business. But honestly, I would I was so excited to have you on because I wanted to just get to know you more, just hear your story and get up. So um, we'll just kind of get rolling and have some fun with it. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Where do I start? Um, Where do you start? Yeah. Well, I'll roll you in there. So I mean, I know, I mean, living well with Leslie, that's what I've seen your work with. Um, like I said, your consistency of your message of helping, especially young moms, of finding that balance, of maintaining that healthy lifestyle. Like it's such a great demographic and such a need, you know, for staying healthy, especially having that work-life balance. I think you do an awesome job with it, but to bring it all the way back into how you got started, how did you get started in this world of coaching? If correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were a teacher first and then kind of found your way into this direction. Yeah, I was actually um, an elementary teacher for a few years. I loved it. I wanted to change the world you know, one young mind at a time. Okay. Um, Not idealist at all. Yeah. <laughs> I started teaching and I love, I love working with kids. Um, it was great, great experience. I was the English teacher. Um, and then I started to notice that no matter how, what a big influence I was on these kids at the end of the day, their parent was always the biggest role model for them. No matter what kind of parent they had, their parent was the biggest role model. Um, and that's when I started to realize because health was always a big thing for me. Even when I was teaching, I would make sure, you know, the kids saw me what I was eating for lunch. If I was snacking, I had an apple or carrots, you know, just like things like that, that they would never even think of. I remember a girl brought her lunchbox to school one day and she opened it up and she had a jar of like cake icing 
to eat for lunch. Um, now, I don't know if she packed Score. out her stuff. <laughs> All right, like, can I get some lunch? No, um, but it was just like, wow. Um, so that's when I, I really started to think, okay, I've got to start with parents because the parents are going to be the biggest influence on their kid's life, no matter what, no matter what kind of parent they are. Um, and I had my daughter three years ago and that's when I realized, oh man, this is tough. Like it's tough being a mom. It's tough Mm. being a parent and setting a good example and eating healthy and doing all the things. So that's when I really noticed, okay, I've got to jump in and I've got to do something here. I I love being a teacher and I still do work um, with young girls, but I mean, that's where it really started. That's when I decided to get certified. um, And I ended up coaching while I was still teaching and eventually exited Mm. out of teaching just to coach. Yeah. Is that a normal thing with a lot of teachers that you found kind of similar in your situation? Is it kind of that want to change the world, like yet one small mind at a time, and then you realize it's a much bigger picture when you get into it? Yeah, I I think so. Um, You know, my husband is an educator and a coach, um, a football coach. So he is still in the school system. Same, same kind of thing. He just pours himself into these kids and, and it's the same thing. Like their parents are a, just a huge impact on them. So I think it is a, a common thing for, for people to get into it and be like, all right, let's do this. And then it's like, whoa, this is overwhelming. <laughs> it, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful idea, right, on it. Then you actually get into the nitty gritty and realize this. I didn't realize much about it, but my sister's a teacher. And this, I don't remember, it must maybe like four or five years ago, she was um, garage sale shopping for a mattress because one of her students didn't have a bed to sleep on. And he was like eight years old. And in my head, I don't know. I just, I grew up in just kind of, I guess a sheltered kind of igloo based spot. Didn't think that that was really a reality of, especially in the area that we were have, but one of her kids, it's like, yeah, you're going to teach them about the ABCs and like school stuff when they don't have a bed to sleep on. It's like, so she was going out and trying to do that. That just shocked my mind in there. of just like, you never know what the hell is going on in the home. And it's like, if you think you're going to change it in a few hours at school, like think again beforehand, it seemed like you had a really similar experience. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the only meal that they would eat, it was at school. So they would go home and then they wouldn't eat again until they came back for breakfast. So, um, yeah, food and every, it's just, you have no idea. You know, they say kids come to, to school to, to learn when they're loved at home. And if they're not loved at home, they come to school for love. So it's like, mm. you know, yeah, that's tough. Well, and your, your husband, he's, he's not just a football coach. He's a Texas football coach, yes. which is, which is, a, which is a little bit different. I mean, Dude. that's like, that's like pretty much like professional in every other area of the country right there. So yeah. yeah. So I'm sure he pours his heart into it as well. I mean, there's so much I mean, it's probably a different type of pressure down there too on those kids, you know, because they're talking about probably going to big schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, that's their goal. Like, you know, yeah. they're football seven days a week. It's, it, there's no turning it off um, during the season, even in the summer. I mean, they're always working towards it. So, yeah. So when you first got into the business, like, and you got certified, did you start working in a specific place or did you just kind of start your own business right from jump? I just kind of started right away. Um, I had a few people, especially the teachers, because like I was saying earlier, being a mom and a teacher was, you kind of realize, oh, wow, this is difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I started. I started helping some of the, my 
former teacher friends and um, just moms that I knew. And then it kind of just went from there. I started my social media and I started, um, you know, being able to reach people all around the world. And that was really so. Yeah. So what's the, I mean, did you see like specific struggles right off the bat? I mean, cause I've, I've known few from like the eliminate your limits program, which is really mindset based centered of it. Was that something that was a, a thought that you wanted to get into right away? Or did that kind of the mindset side of it, did that come a little later down the road? I'd say it came a little later down the road. I don't think I realized how much it was connected at first. Um, I was a dancer previously, so I have had a really hard time with diets and things like that. And I just never could stick to it. I, you know, body dysmorphia, all all of that kind of thing. Um, So when I started getting into the mindset of it all, I was like, oh my gosh, it all comes together. It all clicks because I'm, I do coach on intuitive eating, um, more intuitive movement, what feels good, um, more gentle nutrition, just because of my background. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when I started eliminate your limits mindset certification, it just, it took my coaching to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it probably did for you too. <laughs> In many ways. In what way was there a specific thing that you can kind of pinpoint that it just what was one of those light bulb moments that kind of changed it over time? Or was it very gradual that you started to implement some of the things that they were teaching? Um, you know, it, the stories hit me the hardest like rewriting your story because for a long time, I thought that everything was black and white. Everything in my head was very real. Like my perspective was very real of everything. And then when I realized I can change this, it it was pretty powerful for me. Is that kind of the same is, is that how it worked for you or no? It's, it pers- well, it is. Perspective is so interesting, right? Because all we have is our reference points of what we've done in the past. And that's our book. But then it's like to go forward with something different, you kind of have to rely on faith really in a way. And if faith can, if faith has an interesting connotation to a lot of different people, it could be a religious side of it, but really faith is just knowing that it's going to be okay moving forward if you go in that direction. And that's why like, I'm always curious talking with people about mindset coaching and like mindset, like what does that actually freaking mean? You know? And, you know, it seems like we, in like the physical side of health, like working out and stuff, we understand there's a preventative nature there. Like you're training today because you want to get stronger, but you're going to prevent future injury or something like that down the road. With mindset, it seems like people mostly go into that thinking that you have a problem that you're trying to fix right now. Maybe you're depressed or you've had a disorder of some sense. And that's where I was like, no, mindset could be just as preventative of anything down the road. That was the one of the big changes for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because I think about it and I think, Maybe I didn't see some of my challenges at first when I first started the certification or working on my mindset. I didn't think I had anything that needed to be addressed. Um, and right. then you know, it's just perfect. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm perfect. And then and you start working on it, and you're like, oh wow, um, you know, you can always improve. And I, I don't know. That's what I I really enjoyed about it. Just mm-hmm. taking it a step further. Yeah. How does your clients respond when you start talking about mindset? Is it kind of on a little bit of kind of what I just said right there? Like, it's just not really 
know what the heck you're talking about? Yeah, you know, the way I like to explain it is we all know what to do, right? We all know we need to exercise and eat right. And it's why we can't stick to it or why we're not doing it. That usually helps them see, okay, I do need, I do need to work on this because often people will say, well, can you just tell me, give me a meal plan, give me a workout I need to do. And I'm like, I, I can, but I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes it's accepted well, sometimes like you're saying, they're like, why do I, why do I need to work on this? I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What do you think that is when people ask that? Like, is it like, I just want you to tell me what to do. Like, where do you think that's coming from? That's a good question. I, when I say that to somebody, I think that I'm just overwhelmed and I just want somebody to tell me what to do mm-hmm. uh, because I'm too overwhelmed with everything else going on in my life. And so that's where I think that they probably have that mindset too. There's way too much going on. I just need somebody to tell me what to do. But if we want something to last a lifetime, we've got to figure out how to do it ourselves. Right. Right. It's, I've, I've, it's about, it's a balance like anything, right? It's, you know, my coach told me this word before of, um, instead of using balance, use harmony. And I've just like jumped on that right off the bat of like, it's, I always thought of it like the analogy of juggling, you know, like if we think of balance and we juggle, it means all the balls are up at the same, at the same spot at all times, which means they're all going to crash down at the same time, where if you juggle one balls up in the air while one's coming down to catch and you kind of keep throwing them up and down from there. That hit me right off the bat. And I see you're already taking notes. I'm writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) I love that harmony. Yeah. Cause I've, I'm, I'm with you, Leslie, on the intuitive side of training. Um, but I've also had the question too, is like, is everybody ready for that right off the bat? Like, is there a time where just following a plan, like just telling somebody what to do at the moment, is that actually the best thing to do at some point as well? Yeah. We're getting into the hard hitting questions right Man, now, right off the I bat. Was not going to be a hard, like, <laughs> this was going to be really easy. Um, you know, that's a really good question. I think that, so when I say intuitive eating, um, people get, people can get really scared. Like, oh my gosh, I don't trust myself. There's no way I could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do like to give a guide of, okay, well, these are the things that we should like, you know, think about eating. Um, This is the way our plate should look, but I never want to give them, okay, you need to weigh out everything because, you know, I get stressed out when I think about that. I can't handle that from my background. Mm -hmm. Um, I have noticed some people do really well with that. They want to know what it is they should be eating all the time. And then eventually from that, then they can see, oh, I feel better when I eat these foods. Mm -hmm. I can keep eating these foods um, instead of, you know, a bag of chips or whatever that does nothing for me. Um, So I think, I think you're right. What, what do you think? I've, I keep going back and forth. I wish it, the answer wasn't, it depends. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it just always seems like that is the direction, you know, I'll throw the BG line of it. It's like, well, what do you think? You know, like, how right, does that right. make you feel? Which he <laughs> always comes in and he drives me freaking nuts on that. But right. <laughs> I think it's the, I mean, everybody I feel wants to know what to do, like take control of their life in it. But right off the bat, I don't know if everybody's ready for that. You know, and I'm not saying that they they won't have that down the line. You know, it's kind 
And sometimes just following that path, you know, just like kind of like kind of drive, it's kind of like, you know, starting to learn how to drive a car, you know, it's like, just learn where everything is in the car first, you know, just kind of know where the uh, accelerators before you kind of start navigating the highway a little bit. So I've always been, been curious about when do you like go into a rigid structure versus when do you go more intuitive and nutrition is such a, it's such a vast world of that as well. Like, I mean, cause there's an emotional side of it. There's like, there's a cultural background behind it. We get together for family gatherings and things. So, cause I'm, I'm of the person, like I can track everything that I eat, like uh-huh. down, like down to the, to the gram of everything. <laughs> However, I'm, you know, I'm a single guy. I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of responsibilities out there. So I know you being a young mom and you work with a lot of young mom adding that in, Yeah, that might be just a little bit more of that overkill. Yeah. Well, and, you know, sometimes I catch myself thinking, okay, well, it's tough for me. Maybe it's not tough for everybody else. But um, yeah, since that's usually who I work with, that's, I know the overwhelm of trying to do that. And you have kids who will, you know, all they want to eat is chicken, like fried chicken and French fries or something, you know? Right. So it's like, how are we going to do this? (laughs) Right. Yeah. What's it, do you um, have a specific process of like kind of knowing which direction to start with on a client? Like it's, if they say like, just tell me what to do, but you're not sure of that. Like what's your, what's your process like of like navigating that? Do you do a weekly planning with them? Do you do like a daily type thing? Like, how does that work? Uh, I usually focus on weekly. What I do, well, I'll send them off and I say, look, just eat whatever you usually eat and write down how you feel right after you eat it and an hour after you eat it. Like notice if you're tired, if you're bloated, if you have energy, uh, and then we go from there as far as what they're eating. Um, And same with working out. Like if they, I get them to tell me what it is that they like to do. If they don't know what they like to do, we usually go back to their childhood. Okay, so what did you do when you were a kid that you really, really Mm -hmm. enjoyed? And it might be, oh, I like to play basketball or tennis or just walk or ride my bike. Mm -hmm. And then we go from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to work with me. <laughs> it, it, it sounds fun. Yeah, it's just like just a little bit. I No, I totally get that from there. So yeah, it's the like the weekly planning has always been a challenge for me. Like I've always thought like a month out for people works mm-hmm. better. I don't know. It's like I've, I've gone back and forth with this a million different times. Yeah, thing. that's interesting. Um, again, it just goes back to to me being like, I can only handle one week at a time My for myself. I live day by day, week by week. So a month out is just overwhelming to me. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. So I want to bring it back a little bit to the, the mindset work from there. Um, is there daily things that you do to kind of get yourself in? Because I know you've got, you know, a three-year-old, you got, a, I think, five-month-old now as well, right? Yeah. So you got two young ones who take priority probably on a lot of scheduling. How do you manage your day of, you know, running a business of being a mom of, you know, being a wife? I mean, all the stuff and keeping all that in harmony. Ooh, harmony. There's that word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I have gotten, I think it's that I've gotten really good at knowing that there's no one way, there's no right way to do anything right? There's no one way to do anything. So before I was thinking, oh my gosh, I need to get up and I need a journal as soon as I wake up. But 
you know, I, sometimes I wake up to a kid who's peed their pants or something, you know, like it's not always like, I can't just wake up and be like, Oh, let me grab my journal and, you know, grab a cup of coffee. Deep breaths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Light, soft music. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, There's sometimes days don't start the way I would like them to. And I think that that's, it's knowing that, okay, it's okay if things, if I don't get to journal right away, it's okay. My day doesn't have to look like this and it's being okay with whatever comes my way. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Is that something that you learned over a time? Like, was were you more regimented before where, like, if you didn't journal right off the bat, then the whole day was just freaking ruined? Yes, there was definitely a time that was a thing. Um, especially being a teacher, you have, like, every minute of your day is planned for. Like, this is when we're doing this, and this is when we're doing this. So when I came into having my own business and kids and realizing that I couldn't control everything, that was, that was tough for me, not being able to control things. And I know that we've kind of talked about that before, just like the emotion of wanting that peace um, and me realizing that I can create my own peace, knowing that things don't have to happen at this, a specific time. They can, whenever it happens, it happens. That's a big thing right there, right? It's like, no, like you have your few tasks that you do and whenever you get it done, you get it done. Like I had that like struggle when I started working from home, like we had a studio, I had a um, a couple of people I worked with and it was great. And it was very regimented down. We had classes at certain times. So you were there like at that moment. And then you kind of got everything else done throughout the day in between that time. Then all of a sudden you're working from home and you realize like, holy shit, it's a long day. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's actually like, when you have a few things to do, it's like, there's actually like a lot of time, like during the day that you can get these things done. Mm-hmm. And like, but if something didn't get done at that one moment, it was like an emergency. Like you just felt like everything was off the rock when you realize like, no, you can get it done at other times during the day. So I think, yeah, if you have like those couple few tasks that you need to do, like if you get them done by the end of the day, then it's still a victory. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think also for, well, for anybody, but I noticed with moms, especially we can go through the whole day and at the end of the day, be like, what did we even do today? Yeah. Did I get anything done? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a a big thing for me and, and my clients is just look, checking off those wins, all the things that you did do. I mean, you probably made meals, nap time, you kept kids alive, you know, you did some stuff, you know? They're breathing in their beds right now, right? They're okay. That's great, yeah. Have you, the counting your wins, this is always an interesting thing. I do it personally myself and I've implemented it with clients before and people I work with, but it's almost like they come back, it's like, is this a win? Is this not a win? Like, was that a challenge for you of kind of getting into your day of like, was I like supposed to feel a certain way when I wrote this down? Like it's, it's always kind of challenging. Yeah. See, I've always been really good. (laughs) Sometimes I, I wonder if this is a challenge for me myself is I've always been really good at turning things and making sure things like go my way, like turning things into a win, I guess. Um, so for my clients, I've noticed that sometimes they'll be like, I don't know, this isn't a win. And so I've noticed that we can make anything a win. I mean, even if it's something that you just learned from that, 
you know, it didn't go your way, you learned from it. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if I've, I've struggled there before. Um, maybe struggled too much thing. Okay, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I wonder, like, is that holding me back? In what way? In the way that, look, even if my day didn't go the way I wanted it to, it's okay. I feel like maybe there should be a something to push me more, being like, oh, man, I need to work harder tomorrow. Hmm. What do you think, coach? Yeah, is that something like, do you think that this is, this is always a, a question on the personal development, I could think, like the self-improvement side of stuff is there's always something else to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like there's always something more that you can do. And I got into, like I was that person for a long time where if I had my yellow pad and I had my checklist for the day, you know, I worked at a place where we had to it's like screenshot our to-do list to my boss, like at the morning time of like getting it. To, yeah. Like it was so like type a type stuff that we were doing. And that was almost like such a sense of pride of like checking things off the list. And by the end of the day, like you got everything done. But then I realized, like, I remember one day I had like half the stuff checked off and I didn't remember one fucking thing that I did the entire day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I went through, like, I did like all these like reach outs of people for business and like all this type of stuff. I couldn't remember like one actual conversation. So it's like, by the end of the day, you're getting stuff done, but you're not actually involved in anything yeah. that you're doing. And yeah. I think that's a, tr I can, I can see that probably being a young, busy parent of like, all of a sudden you're just like doing shit all day. And then all of a sudden you get to the end of the day, you're like, what the heck did right? I do? So that, that aspect of just going back and counting those wins, it's almost just replaying the day in your head in a positive light. I think that's the most important thing on the mindset side of it. And it's like, that's, like, I think it's just like being like, yeah, I actually lived a 24 hour day right before. And yeah. <laughs> like, I know it went really fast, but yeah. it's like, yeah, there's actually, there's some good stuff that happened. And cause I know like things can go just super fast when you start getting in flow mm -hmm. with all those things. Yeah. I think another thing is even telling somebody like when my husband comes home, it's easy to like air out everything bad that happened right throughout the day. Um, and I think just being able to tell somebody else, your spouse or anybody like, Hey, these are some things that like went really well today. It just changes the whole, it even like helps you sleep better. I think. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I had an interesting client call yesterday. Um, I had a, a call um, client messaged me like, Hey, can we get a call in today? And usually like that doesn't happen. Usually I have our set times. I was like, okay, I hope everything's all right. Immediately my head's like, something's wrong. It's right. like, there's still that default. And I just call Mike, Hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm fucking killing it. I am doing awesome. I love that. And I'm like, I had chill. I'm like, I'm getting chills now just hearing that. And it's like, it had nothing to do with them doing the things that they needed to do. Like we're getting in a nutrition plan. They have some specific things that they're working on. So they're following the plan down. Mm -hmm. But in my head, like it had nothing to do with them following the plan. It's that they're acknowledging that this is really good. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the big things with, with mindset, if we can get that shift into, just like you said, of like talking about the good things first that right. went on and like being okay, like 
celebrating that win. Like it's so easy. Like if somebody like even gives like a compliment, you know, to you and you're like, Oh, like you kind of brush. Oh, thanks. But you should see me at this time. Or right. so <laughs> we just like throw that off. It's like, that's almost like a, a nasty narrative that we just have. I know maybe we want to be humble or we want to be modest in it, but it's like, no, like be like, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking killing it. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. I have a, I have a group, um, a group coaching program. And so in the group, we always share wins first and people who've been with me for like a year or so they'll start reading their wins and they're going on and on and on. And it's like, not even, you know, nutrition or workout or anything yeah. like that. They're just saying everything that's going great. And then if I have somebody new there, they're like, Oh, uh, what, what? And I'm like, it's okay. Like brag all you or like, you know, we feel like it's bragging. It's not bragging. We're just, you know, yeah. Saying what's happening that we enjoy. And that's awesome. That should be okay. Well, I wonder if that is one of the big challenges. I know, I mean, I've talked to a lot of coaches and it's a, I mean, we know the stats, especially in our culture here in America, it's like 95% of people that hit a goal will lose it over a year time, especially in things like weight loss and stuff like that. And it's like, so we have no problem actually like achieving the goal. It's actually sustaining it and keeping it going for life. And for the longest time, that's when I got into the intuitive side of training is be like, it's because if we're just blindly following a program, someone's just telling us what to do, then we're not learning anything. So we're just enabling people so they don't know how to fend for this themselves. So a year or three years down the road, this is going backwards. But I think it's a bigger than that. I think this is something that is a big piece of it. It's like, if you keep celebrating the positive things that are going on, that's almost like, even if you say that, like if you say, talk about the positive, it almost sounds like we're being wiggy. We're being like, woo woo. Yeah. It's like, that should be the freaking norm when we're talking right. about like our health and our personal development, right? It shouldn't be like the backtrack because it's so easy to, yeah, you just start venting about your day and all the mm -hmm. stuff that's going wrong when it's yeah. like, yeah, if we can flip that narrative. You know, that's, that's right. the big thing. Yeah. And, you know, so we, we talk about what's going good first, because it just gives us that energy to, to keep going. And then after we talk about our wins, it's like, okay, what challenges do we have this week? And a lot of times people will be like, Oh, I can't remember now. Because uh, <laughs> they're thinking about all the good things. I'm like, yes, that's good. I mean, obviously, we will talk about challenges. But um, yeah, it makes the challenges seem so small after you really focus on the positive from the week. That's huge. Do you see, like, does it take a little bit of time before like that new person like starts to, to flow that out? Like usually yeah. I know it's always like a little, it's a little challenging, but then all of a sudden, like you see that one comment that they make and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now they're, breaking, they're breaking through the barrier. Yeah. Yes. And I love it. I love that everybody else in the group is so open and they share everything because that just, I could share my wins from the week, but somebody else could come on and, and share theirs and they just relate to that so much better and are able to bring, you know, bring it out what, bring out what came of their week that was awesome. So mm -hmm. I love that about the group aspect. Did you always do the group aspect or did you work individually first or did you do a combination? I actually worked just one-on-one -on -one for, I think the first year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started when COVID happened, we started just meeting online to, to work out together just because, you know, why not? Everybody was okay. like, you know, and then that's when I realized, okay, Hey, we should do more of a coaching group. Um, and we started it and it's just grown from there and been amazing. That's so great. Yeah. Kind of my favorite. 
Well, it is. It's like, I mean, I think as coaches too, like sometimes we think like we're the only person that they can like help. And it's like, you realize in groups, like, I mean, when we get into certain calls with partners and stuff, like some of the insights from other people in it, not just from Brian or Carrie are the things that help so much. That was one of the biggest things that I found from our retreat in Arizona when we were going around, you know, Brian had us do this um, exercise of kind of getting into the day, like into like when you achieve everything that you want, like, what does your day look like? And in my head, I don't know if this has happened to you at all, but in my head, like I'm living a lot of that day right now. And Joe was the one that brought it up and he's just like, my days kind of flow. (laughs) It's like, things are going well. And I was like, shit, mine too. And I think that's a point with, with a lot of people we work with as well. That's a big, uh, a big part is sometimes we think of always the goals that we're trying to accomplish. We want to talk about the things that we're struggling with because we think that these goals that we want to achieve are always out there. It's always far in the distance when it's actually okay to be like living that goal a piece right now. Right. And it's almost like, it's a weird thing when you realize that when you're like, no, I'm actually doing really well. I'm actually enjoying the day. I'm actually feeling in flow in the day. It's kind of almost, it was a weird thing for me to think of. And I've been coaching for almost 15 years now in this. So I can imagine somebody who's just getting started on their journey, how they must feel. And it's funny because that makes me kind of think about what I was thinking about earlier. And it's like, I'm pretty happy right now. So when I try to think about, you know, where I want to go, it is weird when you think about, well, I'm happy where I'm at. Things are going pretty well. Like, why can't I just be happy in the moment? Right. Um, So that's, that's interesting. And I like that you brought that up. Just like, you know what, I, maybe I am. I think somebody said something on our call the other day about, um, you know, if you're always looking for dirt and dust in your house, you're going to find it. (laughs) And that really resonated. Wow. Yeah. Like, hmm. Interesting. That, oh my gosh, that's bit. It's, it's interesting. I, I didn't think much of that until actually I talked with one of my clients yesterday who, and we're doing a imagination theater type exercise mm-hmm. right now in this group program that we're doing. And it's always an interesting thing of getting into that. And she's one of those people I've worked with for a long time. And she was having struggles with it because she's living kind of what she wants right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's always, we're in this culture, we're in this mindset where we always need to be pushing forward. And granted, if you have a specific goal that you want to accomplish, if you want to drop weight or if you want to get stronger, whatever it is, especially on the physical side, but it's okay to actually be enjoying the process of it. I think that's yeah. really, I've talked about mastery versus like progress mm-hmm. all the time. And mastery is really about enjoying the, actually the process of getting to that goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, an, I know it's an exciting thing, you know, to do from there. So how is, uh, how has your coaching since you first started changed over the time now? Like, is there specific things that you do now with clients or with your message out there that has evolved over time since you first got into this world? Hmm. I think so. You know, since I added once I get, got certified through Eliminate Your Limits, I definitely started adding in the four pillars. And I noticed that it, it's just a simple way to explain, you know, even how to journal, like what, what we should be writing about, how we should be listening to what we're telling ourselves. Um, that really changed because at first, honestly, I, I was 
pretty much just doing intuitive eating, like I was saying earlier. And then when you put the two together, it's like, oh, wow, there's so much more. It all fits together. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's changed in that way. Um, and as far as just like, you know, the one-on-one and group stuff, um, obviously I can do virtual now when before I thought I just had to meet in person, just little things like that. But right. um, yeah, the mindset, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I remember I had Dr. Lisa Lewis on, who's one of my favorite people to talk to, you know, when she talked about mindset coaching and she was like, she said the line, she's like, we have a coach for your physical training. You have a nutrition coach. Like you have teachers. You think you can handle your brain by yourself. Yeah. It's like, we need mindset coaching. We need to talk with about these things. And that's on the preventative side of it. With your journaling practice, do you have a specific way that you approach it? Like, I mean, do you do it daily? Do you start with prompts or how do you go about that? So it kind of, it depends. There's that answer. Um, It depends. I always start with my wins. I always start with what's going good. And then I, I start, um, if there's something that's been bothering me, I ask questions like, why is this bothering me? Um, What, how can I overcome this? Ways to get me thinking about you know, where I want my thoughts to go, where I want my brain to go about overcoming it. Mm -hmm. What are my superpowers I can use in order to, you know, make this right. Um, It's funny. (laughs) I was telling, so right now, like football season, right? It's crazy. I think most, I don't know. I assume most people want to have, feel like they're in control of their days. So I've kind of flipped this switch a little bit script. Um, that I am in control. I'm controlling everything because Mm. my husband isn't here most of the time. So I can control everything that goes on. It's all on me. And it's using my superpower of, I get to to control everything that's going on because it's just me. And And so it's really been working. And I've I've just kind of used that, like I'm an unstoppable force right now because it's just me and I'm controlling everything. I don't, it was a good aha moment for me, if that makes wow. sense. Oh yeah, no doubt. Super, <laughs> super mom right there. That's yeah. Superpowers over here. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. The word superpowers in there. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't used that before. I haven't really heard. Actually, I think I've heard Carrie actually use that, you know, that Probably, phrase before. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cause that's something like you would think that you can't relate to that as much because you think like, oh, superpower, that's like a, like a comic book type thing. Right. But it's like, what are the things actually that you're really good at? Yeah. What do you think your superpowers are? You know, I'm probably, probably curiosity is number one, you know, for it. I mean, that's, it's, um, that's interesting. You, uh, you asked that. Um, one of the things I did with my group is we did a gratitude practice and I'm, you know, gratitude, if, if any powers, a superpower that I have, it is probably gratitude. I am grateful for everything that I have. And I'm grateful, especially for the struggles of it. And one of the things that threw everybody for a loop is I asked them to start with something that they're grateful for about themselves. Because like, naturally we go through, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my spouse. I'm grateful for, you know, my, my work and that I can do it. And all this, all these things that are external from there. When actually it's like, we don't look inward first about what are the things that we're actually excited about and like, what are the things that we're actually really good at and innately. And it's funny. It's like when a coach, I I think it was Ed Milet said this, like when a coach or somebody, you know, says something 
about you that you know is like innately true. Like he was an athlete and he wasn't a big, strong kid, but he knew he was really fast. But nobody ever said it until finally the coach is like, dude, you're freaking fast, man. And he's like, yeah, I am. That even wanted him to excel and get better at that thing that he's good at. And it's like, there's, it's kind of that debate of like, oh, work on your weaknesses versus, you know, maximize your strengths. I'm much more of the latter. I think maximize your strengths and know what you're good at and keep building on top of those. But it is, it's like coming back, people are like, I'm struggling with this. I don't know. It's like, well, what are you good at? What do you know that you're good at? And it's like, it's okay to, it's kind of going back to my client who said, I'm freaking killing it. It's like, (laughs) celebrate the awesome stuff that we're doing right here. But yeah, I would have to probably say gratitude and and curiosity is, is probably my number one. People would probably think it was like kettlebells, but it's like, it's not like, (laughs) yeah. How did you even get it? I'm sorry. You probably like explained this a lot of times. How did you get into kettlebells? You know, I was, uh, it was early on in 2009, I think 2010, um, I was at a gym and Brett Jones came to do a functional movement workshop at the gym that I was at. And he was a master RKC at the time. And that was when I kind of really fell in love with it, but I love the process of minimum effective dose, like to maximize results in a short period of time. And I always was very fascinated by the details of movement. Um, being a baseball player, it's like when you step into the box, like everything is like just changing your elbow a little bit and like just changing the way that you stand. So you're more balanced is that difference between feeling perfect when you hit versus not. And it's like, everything's just those little, and baseball is one of those weird sports. It's like the game within the game and every, when the ball's in play, everything goes really fast and you need to be on point. And I just kind of felt like the system of kettlebells kind of just melded with my curiosity because there's always something that you can work on. Yeah. Yeah. With it, you know, and it's like, and it's, that's, that's mastery, you know, to me, you know, that's going deeper. And, you know, you started this conversation with intuition, intuitive eating, intuitive movement. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing, like of, you can practice the same things every day, but your body, your mind, everything is brand new every day. You know, so I'd be talking about journaling. That's how I start my journaling practice every day is with the one line, behold, I make all things new. And it's kind of interesting because I'm really not a religious person, but that one passage of scripture has like hit me so hard of knowing that every day is an absolute brand new day. Body's different, mind's different, and it's a new opportunity. And if you keep going, if you keep that thought process, then everything that was shitty happened yesterday, you have another opportunity to do it well. And also everything that went well yesterday doesn't mean as much today. You still have to do what you need to do. And that's allowed me to, to stay in the present with everything. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to start. Maybe I'll try that today. Say it one more time. Behold, I make all things new. Yeah, it is. I've, I've, it's interesting because it's one of those things that I've encouraged people to do, but almost in the back of my head too, it's like, am I throwing dogma at somebody in there? Because that's always a debate of the spirituality that is always, you know, interesting, but you know, I'm, I'm a belief that especially with mastery, it's like, we all have a path. We all have a divine path that we're working on. And, you know, if, if you focus on it every day and you build it up and, you know, and just stay consistent with it, you know, I mean, I think that's what I loved about seeing the work that you're doing is you've embodied simple and consistent. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm, I'm sure that's probably by design, but it's also <laughs> p- kind of naturally part of your narrative of not overthinking, you know, things too much and turning everything into a win. And if you mm-hmm. keep these things simple and consistent, I think that's always going to yield the most results over a long period of time. Uh, definitely. And you're, you're 100% right. Um, you know, I have three things that I try to do every single day. And one of those things is movement. Sometimes my movement um, is, you know, there's kids crawling on top of me, you know, baby on the floor, whatever. But even if it's not amazing, I still did something. I still got something in. And I think if mm-hmm. we're just consistent with that, you know, yeah. it really- do you, always, do you always keep it at three on the day? Um. I keep it at three. If I can do more, it's even better. It's like a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's always. <laughs> what do you have? How many? What's your number? It's, I don't. I just have like, I usually either have a writing, I have a, a, a business thing, and then I have like a, a physical, personal self-care type thing yeah. if I'm sure. doing that. Um, it's challenging. I don't know if you've seen this at all, but like, I mean, as a solo business person, as I said, like, you can work on stuff all day, every day. And I have no problem. I've, I've, I have no problem working very long hours and doing all that good stuff, but like keeping it in that focus of a few specific tasks that I, you know, get done, then everything on top of that is a bonus. So if I'm working on it, I know that I'm working on it because I want to work on it, not because I have to work on it. Right. Yeah. It's that process of language, right? It's like that knowing the, the differences in that language. Yeah. That's interesting. I love that. Uh, Yeah. Um, Something, have you ever tried where you, you have your three wins or however many wins from the day and then saying what your next three wins are going to be for the next day? No. (laughs) I did it for a while and I love it because it's like, it's kind of adding on to what you are already doing, but like, you know, tomorrow my win is going to be, you know, I'm going to crush a workout or I'm going to journal first thing in the morning. And then even if something happens and, you know, a kid wakes me up because of whatever reason, and I still take care of that and journal in the morning, that's like a huge win. And it's just feels really good. I don't know. Try it. Tell me what that's you think. interesting. Yeah. I've tried something. Um, I'm actually, I've worked on a piece, um, like a writing piece that I'm doing called joyful night, Ooh. where it's, if you work, if you think of how you want to feel tonight at the end of the day, looking back at your day, how do you want to feel? What are the things that you want to do? So like the last line of like this, this poem that I wrote was um, the duty of the, the, the day is to create a joyful night. Oh, yeah. I like this. Yeah. So if you create your day around, how do I feel at the, in the evening time? So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, tonight's going to come, you know, hopefully for all of us, but like right. at the end of the night, when you are resting and you're with your family and you're relaxing in that time, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel stressed because you didn't do the things that you said you were going to do and you know you got to do them tomorrow? Or do you want to feel proud and feel just relaxed and joyful in that night, knowing that you did everything that you could? So kind of setting up that day. And I got that from, I think it was an interview that Hugh Jackman did with Tim Ferriss right before he started doing The Music Man. And he would write out his to-do list for the day like he already did it. Yeah. So instead of like work, I'm going to work out at this time. He said, I worked out at this time. Oh man, that's, 
That's cool. Yeah. So he wrote it. He wrote everything in the past sense. Yeah. Like he like was writing it in the future and that made him get it done. And that kind of attached the emotion of it to the feeling behind it and everything. And I was like, Oh, that's a really interesting way to do it. So kind of what I was talking about, like with the joyful night is kind of the same thing. Like if you, like, if you know, the night's going to come, like, how do you want to feel tonight? Like, all right, the duty of the day. So you have your day, like this is the time where you're focused on duty and your tasks of what you need to do. So you can create that night for yourself. And if you didn't, then what happened during the day? Like, why were you off from there? It gives you a little bit of that time. It's something I'm playing around with and I was working with because like I'm a, I'm a journaler in the morning time. Like I'm three, three pages, stream of consciousness, like artist way type stuff of doing it, but creating it in the past tense, like you've already lived it. This is a curious thing. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how that works. That is your superpower. I love it. <laughs> I like it. Let me know like where you go with all this. Cause I, I want to hear more. Yeah, it could. It's uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's always interesting, the personal development side of stuff, you know, yeah. of doing, cause there's always things that you can work on. And I mean, that's, that's part of mastery, you know, um, keeping it simple and consistent, playing around with one thing or another. But mm-hmm. I remember that I have to go back and listen to that podcast again with, uh, with Hugh Jackman. Cause that was, that was a fast, he's a fascinating guy. I know everybody knows him from Wolverine and stuff like that, but he's like, you know, he's the number one person on Broadway, you know, and stuff like he's a fascinating dude of what he does. Huh. I'm going to have to find that. If, if you remember, send it to me. I will. I definitely will. I'll do it right (laughs) after. So, um, awesome. Leslie, it's been a blast talking to you and having you on. This is so great. I, I seriously, I had so much fun meeting you and, getting to hang with you over the weekend at the retreat. And I love the work that you're doing and just keep blasting out, keep doing you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. If people want to follow you, check out more of your stuff. What's the best place that we can direct them? Um, at living well with Leslie Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. IG, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Leslie, keep it up. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much. If you want to follow Leslie, you know where to do so. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. This group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And you'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. All right, much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.